that was a fantastic uh, you know view I got from you, Ravi, and uh, I want to relate that to the world I come from. And I'm sure automation will play a big role in the services front. And as India has gained over the last few decades the uh, the brand of being an IT hub, why not India can become an automation hub, right? The service hub, the automation hub. Uh, you talked about 4 million workers, 14 million and taking that number up. Uh, I would like to start with asking this question to all of you. Uh, any guesses on how many digital workers are working in India as of now, deployed in India? Any guesses? It's already 160,000. So put, put together, and we are obviously a key player in that, put together there are 160,000 digital workers already operational in India. So, you know, uh, my introduction is already uh, given and I am conscious of the fact that this is an evening event and uh, I'm kick-starting this. So, uh, I initially thought that I'll spend around 30 minutes, but uh, I've cut that down to 10 minutes and I just want to talk about three trends as we see it. As Automation Anywhere, the point of view of how the future of work is being shaped, okay? The first thing which I would like to talk about is evolution of the digital workforce. How digital workforce is evolving and what we have seen and what we see are going to see in future. The second thing which I will talk about is you know, how enterprises are going to transform using the technology. That's another insight. And a third interesting concept is of the bot economy. That's uh, something which I will spend uh, two minutes on. So in all, I'll try to wrap this up in the next eight, ten minutes. Um, even in the short duration of last two years, the conversation which we have had with enterprises and customers has actually shifted. Uh, when we talked about RPA a couple of years back, the conversation was, what is the technology? What can it do? Today, the conversation has completely shifted to, can this problem be solved by RPA? Can this problem be solved by digital workforce? So you can clearly see a shift and that shift is really happening in the past. Now, what does it mean? RPA was addressing a problem of automating uh, to a certain extent. Now, most of the data enterprises have is actually unstructured. So what you are trying to solve is probably 20% of the problem and 80% of the problem is actually lying outside in semi-structured or unstructured data. Just give an example. Uh, every, every company will have uh, its vendors, suppliers, customers, you know, the documents which keep coming in. And, and you have a huge workforce to deal with manually processing that data. Now that's semi-structured or unstructured data. That's, that's, that's a huge chunk. How does RPA solve that? Now this is where the shift happens when you look at this larger problem of data which enterprises have to deal with, which is not structured, is where you apply cognitive, right? Unless you don't apply cognitive technologies, you cannot tackle that. Now, how do we define a digital workforce? That's very important for us to understand because when we talk about evolution of digital workforce, it's important to understand what constitutes a digital workforce. The digital workforce is actually a mimic of the human workforce. And this is this is how we see it. Most of the times, 
A typical office worker will spend 80% of the time doing mundane job, repetitive, repetitive stuff, you know, rule-based, no brains uh, being applied, no judgment. That's what RPE can tackle very well, okay, very clearly. Where you have some certain judgments to be applied, where that's something which you only spend 20% of your time. That's where actually a bigger problem lies for organizations. At the same time, what we are spending is only 20% of the time. And this is based on surveys, okay. That's where IQBot, which is our technology, which is having the capability of cognitive uh, tools to be used, can do the job for you. The third piece is the analysis piece. Whatever you deal with today, you analyze that post facto because of the systems which we carry. But once you have a digital workforce working along with you, just imagine the data which is being exchanged between bots and systems at real time. So the kind of insights which emerge when you have a digital workforce working are uh, very different from what you are used to. So the more analytics insight you apply on the kind of data which is being handled and some new patterns emerge which you can use for your business for, right? This is what constitutes. So the second piece about uh, the evolution of digital workforce is the conversations have completely gone into solution now. Earlier the discussion was more about what can the technology do? What all can the technology do? Now, the conversations are more about solution areas and, and I'll talk about the third trend where I'll dwell on a bit more. Now, let's come to the second part, which is how enterprises uh, use the imperatives for transforming themselves. And, you know, unless, uh, we, we, hear, we hear a lot about digital enterprise and every, every enterprise, including manufacturing, has that vision to become a digital enterprise. Some are natively born digital, some will get there and it's a you know, differential journey. The fact remains that digital enterprise will require the operations to be digital. And I'll just give you an example. And uh, you know, this, this happens day in day out. And I just recently uh, met with a customer in Mumbai, a manufacturing firm. You know, I wouldn't like to name it, but big turnover have all the systems in place, you have ERP, you have CRM, you have the logistics uh, module. Uh, the systems talk to each other, but there is a manual process in between. Why? Because all the data which is coming on the logistics system by vendors is entered in the logistics module, but the accounting side is not able to read it in the form and the fields in which it requires. That means there is a Further manipulation or customization requires, so there is a manual process in between, pick up data, massage it, put it in the accounting system, right? These are very real life, uh, you know, real world examples and unless and until the uh, processes don't become digital, we cannot achieve actually the status of a digital enterprise. Now, uh, you know, we are, we are very conscious about the journey a uh, digital enterprise uh, would take. Uh, starting with uh, adoption of automation in a way, then going uh, further in the journey, uh, establishing the center of excellence and you know reaching uh, the final state where the processes and uh, various functions and the businesses, all the stakeholders come together and, and, and you have made uh, an organization where automation is business critical. Now, uh, purely a center of excellence is is what it plays, and I'll talk about an example which is uh, very close to us. The center of excellence plays in a journey, the role of a factory. Just 
compare parallelly to a manufacturing world. You have a factory which is capable of producing, but actually what runs it? What actually runs is the demand. So unless and until there is no demand from the business, the factory cannot really you know, run at good pace because you don't have the pull. Similarly, in automation, uh, in the journey, while uh, there are some early adopters who have really reached that space where there is a huge center of excellence which is existing, but center of excellence can only help you uh, further adopt the automation ad agenda only if the business demands it. Right? So that's the uh, you know second piece I want to talk about, and I want to pause here for a moment and talk about ANZ. Anybody from the ANZ group out here? Okay. Uh, recently, last year, in one of the shared services forum in London, uh, VG Vardis, who is the head of uh, Centre of Excellence for ANC Group, presented the facts, and uh, uh, I just wanted to share some facts so that you get a picture of where they are in their automation journey, and then you know we'll ask this question as to how they have actually managed to reach here. Uh, typically, when an organisation starts with automation, namely RPA, even to reach hundred bots in the first phase, you know, you struggle in the first two years. ANZ has actually reached 2,000 bots in a mere 22 months time. So they could manage to reach that uh, space where on a weekly basis 40 bots were put in production. That's huge. That's a, that's a big achievement. Now, last I know, by 2018 end, they wanted to actually make it 10,000. So 12,000 bots in production running. Frankly, I don't have the real uh, number what they have achieved now, but that was the plan. Now, how can how can you have such a huge adoption and scale your journey in a matter of years or months? You know, the real answer is is not about center of excellence. It's not about the number of experts which are there in center of excellence. It's about the investment which they have done in actually training their business team. The training investment in business team is actually enabling the business guys to build bots and that's where the demand is coming and the factory is working. This is a real life example, right? And now they reach a stage where businesses are proposing processes to be automated, bots to be made on a weekly basis and only 50% of the demand is actually getting through. That's the kind of space they have reached. Just last two minutes on an interesting concept uh, which is uh, which is the bot economy and that's the third trend which I want to talk about. Uh, there is, there is uh, you know, emergence of bot economy because uh, digital workforce has become mainstream now. This conversation is mainstream. It is, it is critical and I don't think any enterprise can actually ignore uh, the competitive advantage which it can have by having a digital workforce. And we as Automation non Anywhere, you know, the founders ask this question to ourselves as to how can we really help our customers to, to accelerate the journey uh, on the automation path. And out of that question is, is what we have pioneered this effort and, uh, you know, we have created a marketplace because bot economy any economy, modern economy would have a marketplace and we have taken the first step to create a marketplace. So we have created something uh, called as a bot store. It's like an app store. Okay, You can go to a bot store and you can, you can look for 
through applications, SAP, Oracle, SFDC. You can look through functions, accounts payable, procurement, HR, onboarding, stuff like that. And actually, you have more than 500. It's really, it's really an overwhelming response we've got to that. And our store has more than 550 bots already available for you to download. How a marketplace operates, typically, as a consumer, uh, it provides you the opportunity to actually shorten your adoption time, shrink your you know uh, adoption time by downloading and using something which is done by somebody else. And obviously, for the, for the producers, it is it is uh, it is something which they have shared for either monetization or otherwise. So this is the third trend which I just wanted to talk about, which from our uh, point of view is now taking the next uh, step where actually digital workup profiles are available. So you can actually go to watch store and you can say account payables clerk and you have the entire resume coming. How many years of experience it has, how many downloads it's gone through and based on the credentials you can hire. Okay. Uh, so these are the three things I just wanted to talk about. I want to limit uh, uh, to the time given to me. Uh, if any questions or any discussions, uh, we can have it offline. Uh, thanks a lot.